This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Today, the Board of Directors Compliance Committee. Under the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines, a Board of Directors must exercise reasonable oversight on the effectiveness of a company's compliance program. The Department of Justice Prosecution Standards pose the following questions. Do the Board of Directors exercise independent review of a company's compliance program? And are the directors provided sufficient information to enable the exercise of that independent judgment? Moreover, the FCPA guidance requires a CO, that's Chief Compliance Officer, to have direct access to the board or an appropriate subcommittee of the board. The guidance also requires a tangible commitment from top levels of an organization, including a board of directors, that the company will create an ethical culture. At the board of directors level, a board compliance committee can devote itself exclusively to non-financial compliance, such as anti-corruption compliance as required by the FCPA. While many companies have fulfilled these obligations through an audit committee, I believe the better approach is to have a separate compliance committee. The reason is clear, that a compliance committee has become not only central to any well-run business, but it's critical to overseeing a wider variety of risks than the typical audit committee has experience with, which usually is only aimed towards financial risks. A compliance committee on the board should be the primary means by which the board of directors monitors and oversees the company's compliance program, compliance reporting, and disclosure as appropriate, and also oversee a company's relationship with its outside auditors who may be looking at a compliance program, or indeed outside counsel who may be brought in for assistance. Audit committee members need to have certain compliance literacy and financial, excuse me, compliance expertise. They should be comprised of persons with sufficient understanding of compliance to enable them to act effectively to oversee the integrity of the company's compliance reporting process and any statements that the compliance function may be required to make. They should be able to read and understand a compliance program. They should be able to read and understand the reporting that a compliance program engages in or develops. I would suggest that one member should qualify as a compliance expert that I'll talk about in a subsequent podcast. The 
compliance expertise requirement is generally fulfilled by a co committee member with a background in compliance that permits the board to conclude in good faith that the director is capable of understanding the most complex issues around compliance that are likely to be encountered in the course of the company's business. A board compliance committee should receive, should provide regular reports to the board of directors as a whole, and the directors should satisfy themselves that the compliance committee, management, and all outside professionals are satisfied with the compliance condition of the company as they are presented. The compliance committee should get regular reports from management, the chief compliance officer, and probably even the internal auditor to provide a reasonable assurance that the internal compliance controls of the company are adequately structured to allow the company to fulfill its obligations under the FCPA for having an effective set of internal controls. In addition, the Board Compliance Committee should oversee management's design and implementation of policies and procedures to control compliance risks. Audit committees should discuss guidelines and policies to govern the process by which risk is assessed and managed at a corporation. This means that the, while the Board as a whole has a responsibility to understand and oversee risks, it is the detailed responsibility of the Compliance Committee to provide information so that the Board can exercise good judgment in everything it does. While there are some risks, such as compensation risks, which may be the responsibility of the full Board, there are certainly some that would be appropriate for the Compliance Committee. While risk management is a particularly complex and indeed new area that many Boards may have to consider, if the company puts this in the compliance function, I think it has a much better chance to manage it adequately. So what should the board compliance committee begin its inquiry with? I would suggest the following question. How do we know it's working? In other words, is the company's compliance program living up to the hallmarks of an effective compliance program in the eyes of the government? At this point, I would lay out four specific areas of inquiry, and we're going to go into these in much more detail in subsequent podcasts. The Board Compliance Committee should obtain information to process on the compliance process to carry out the compliance function rather than the details of the specific compliance issues. They need to understand that there is a single individual or internal corporate discipline keeping track of the compliance function and making sure that it is properly handled. A board needs to understand, or the compliance committee needs to understand, that there's a system in place that keeps track of compliance requirements. A key area of board compliance committee interest should be in, in around hotlines or other internal reporting mechanisms. Here, a compliance committee needs to know the details of both inbound issues and outbound responses thereto. On the inbound side, this means details about who answers the reports, that come in via email or phone, how this information is triaged, and in what time frame. It also requires an understanding of whether the reporting system is truly anonymous with no use of caller ID or GPS tracking. The next series of questions deals with the responses to any information which comes to the attention of the company, such as basic inquiries about how reports are classified and routed. Who gets notified for what types of calls? 
how the investigation process is divided among the various functions, or is it outsourced? Finally, what is the response rate and response time for reports that come in? A board compliance committee must know who is accountable and responsible for each segment of the compliance program. They should obtain a assurance that the compliance function has developed a charter that makes it clear to them where the obligations fall across management so it can assess accountability. While it is true, an effective board compliance committee will allow management and the compliance officer to do his or her job running the business, they understand that it is their job to set long-term strategy. Strategic planning is another area that is well-suited for oversight by a board compliance committee. For such a committee to be both effective and informed, it must have an appreciation of where the corporate compliance function stands, not only at the present moment, but also has a strategic plan for how compliance and ethics can continue to grow. My colleague Stephen Martin has long advocated a one, three, and five-year compliance plan. However, a board compliance committee should demand that the compliance function be nimble enough to respond to new information or new actions such as mergers or acquisitions, divestitures, or other external events. If dynamic changes, if a dynamic changes, you want to get your board's attention on the changes which may need to happen in your compliance program. So what are the three key takeaways for today? The first is that the board compliance committee exists to provide oversight and assist the chief compliance officer and compliance function not to substitute its judgment for that of the CCO. Number two, the committee should work to hold the CEO accountable to hit appropriate metrics. And number three, the compliance committee is ideal for leading the effort not only around risk management as a whole, but also around strategic planning. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, where we're going to take a look at the role of the board of directors in a best practices compliance program. This production of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you will join me again tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.